Have you ever wanted to be the first to know if aliens really exist? Well, with Nebula, you can be! Nebula is the streaming service that's home to its Probably Not Aliens, as well as our YouTube channels. And the best part? All of our content goes up early on Nebula. So when we break first contact with E.T., you'll be the first to find out. That's right, you'll be able to listen to the next episode of this show before anyone else. Plus, we post bonus content that you won't find any other place. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and be the first to know if this time it really is aliens. Okay, here's the cold open. Scott. Right. Hi. Do you think... Tristan, that's your name. Now, a lot of podcasts out there end yeah. up with clips from episodes becoming yeah. sounds on the soon-to-be-banned app TikTok. That's true. TikTok's in its sunset years. Maybe. I feel like it's going to end up like uh, it's going to get banned in America, and then it's going to be why everybody goes on vacation to Cuba, because there's no Americans there. Uh, it's going to be banned in... Here's the thing. It's going to be banned in America, and then, even though Netflix is like, you can't share passwords anymore, suddenly all the all the VPN companies are like, we have a new angle. <laughs> Pretend yep. you're not in America. You Using our VPN and you can get onto TikTok. Yeah, it's the uh, it's going to be the TikTok equivalent of people who go to Canada to then fly to Cuba for vacation. Mm-hmm. And then they you just don't they just don't stamp your passport. It's perfect. But like the thing is, could there be okay. a clip from It's Probably Not Aliens in our entire 70 something episode show. catalog yeah. that could have the potential to be a TikTok sound? Because there are podcasts, so we're not- clips, especially those McElroy's, their clips end up they becoming TikToks a lot. I've seen a lot of good podcast clips even from podcasts i don't even know the name of the podcast i just know that they are podcasts you know like i just scroll i scroll well, i don't scroll through emily is the only one on tiktok and she just shows me her favorite bits at the end of the day but then she'll show me stuff that is like clearly from a podcast and i have no idea which podcasts but they're clips on there and people like them and they're funny so we're not coming up with a new one right now we're like let's dive back in to our previous episodes what's the what's the clip word thing that we've yeah. said is there so ever going far. to be a moment where we have a clip so funny that we will yep. get the ultimate the ultimate success on tiktok which is having somebody more attractive than us lip sync oh. our podcast i think the the height of it is having someone more attractive than us lip sync word for word because typically what people do tiktok is they'll like add their own spin on it where they'll be like here's this clip but in a different context but you sort of get the general vibe of what i'm saying in this new context Mm -hmm. whereas some people will just take it and do it and just act it out as if it was a thing that they created and that's that's how you know you've made it 
I think Ruin Me History Daddy's got to be up there, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be good. I also think that um, we could also consider it a success if we ever end up in a situation where somebody makes animated clips from our podcast. Those are Mm -hmm. always fun. That is fun. We'd have to... Did you have one in mind for what's like the... Ruin Me History Daddy would be a pretty good one. I don't even remember how that clip went or even what episode that was in, but I think that's a pretty good one. Are we not not a a quotable podcast? Are we not a clip-worthy? All right, here's what we're going to do. From now on, every sentence that we say, every couple of... I'll give us some wiggle room. Every couple of sentences that we say has to be clippable, quotable, out of context, in context. It doesn't matter. It just has to be snappy, zippy, good for the people. Maybe the horny poem from last week. The horny poem was pretty good. I did like hearing a robot try to turn us on mm-hmm. see i'm like trying to say things that might be you see now we're <laughs> just gonna that, to say- the rest of the podcast is gonna be silent because we can't be uh I'm, zippy one-liners i'm trying so hard to say things that i think might but people could be creative with is that what the millennial pause is is that us just pausing because we can't think of something <laughs> clever to say use my words Use them in your in your own voice, people. Isn't that what art is? Is TikTok not the art of our generation? Not even our generation. We're too old. Yeah, the is next TikTok generation, the kids. The next generation. Anyway, what's this podcast about that we keep talking Hi, about? Hi, yeah, you're listening to a, po- a you're, you're listening to a future TikTok audio clip called It's Probably Not Aliens, <laughs> um, which is a podcast where we talk about ancient aliens, ancient astronaut theories, uh, pseudo-history, pseudo-archaeology, and all the like. Uh, my name's Tristan. I go into the depths of Hades and come back to the surface world once per week to tell Scott about another horrible, unspeakable thing that I have found from the realms of conspiracies and UFOs. And I'm Scott. I know nothing. We did it See, reverse. I felt like what we could do that. No, so I felt, I felt like what we could do that. It was good that we did it in reverse is because I felt like you could use that as a TikTok where it's like you're talking about you know, like imagine this, right? Here's a TikTok of one person being like, look at how s- smart I am and how much I suffered and, and to, to do all this research. And like, it goes on for a little bit and then it cuts to like a different person being like, and I don't know anything and I'm that's Scott. it. And that's the joke. And so I feel like people could use that, could use that sound and then put it into their own context and then just make sure you tag. We don't have a TikTok account <laughs> for no. frauds that aliens. We, we need, we would ne- like, we don't even have, video podcast no. yet let alone no. the idea of like being able to cut down hour-long episodes into funny clips that we could then tiktok out i don't know why we're talking about tiktok so much but we are yeah here. it's not gonna be around it's gonna be canceled tiktok's uh, tiktok's off the market now we're gonna, gonna i'm gonna have tiktok and you won't that'll be the truth that's true it's just me you'll yeah. have to tell us how many people make tiktoks about us it's true so uh today though we are going back to peru apparently we're on a peru we're perusing Oh, um, can I grab my coffee really quickly? Yeah. You fo- you you do that. It's bean you tell tea. People about Peru. Scott is Scott Scott's making coffee and now he has to edit me filling time while I watch him make a little coffee, a little bit of bean juice. A little I heard, bit of I bean heard you tea. say I heard you say I heard you say my name. Yeah, I was filling it in. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Peru has coffee. It does. Delicious coffee. It's hot and there's mountains. It's basically the things you need for coffee. That's Peru. That's uh, coffee. But yeah, today we're going to go to another site in Peru which is called Marcawasi. Marcawasi. Marcawasi, one of the most fun words I've been able to say this week. Marcawasi. So that's what we're going to talk about. Marcawasi is apparently uh, a wild place where people go for 
spiritual healing. There's a lot of UFO sightings. And apparently just it's full of stone statues of people of different races that they would not have been able to see because of, you know, the Colombian exchange not happening yet and animals that don't belong in the continent and just geoglyphs that people could not have possibly anticipated. So is this the work of unidentified flying objects? Is this the uh, work of a, mm. a, is, a, is this one of those unasteroided uh, Graham Hancock uh-huh. civilizations that we hear so much about? His last piece of homework that did that got away and it's it's here for us. So the idea is that there's alien there are these like sculptures or something that look like people that they couldn't have seen and so it must be aliens. Is that right? Basically. Or is it that they had or did they have technology to go fly around the world and see all these people and carve statues about them? Well, let's let's get started and I'll tell you. All right. Let's dive in. Yeah. So Marco Wasi is a site that was primarily outlined by two people, Daniel Russo and George Hunt Williamson. And they really do represent the two genders of the kinds of people we <laughs> cover in this situation. Uh-huh. So let's start with with uh, Daniel Russo first. So he is the first to. person to have done an investigation of the site in the early 1950s. He went in 1952 and came back with the claim that these stone formations are uh-huh. the result of a scu- are all sculptures. They're all handmade. Okay. And are the result of a civilization that he calls the Masma, who were once a globe-spanning super civilization. I see. Um, which he had spent coincidentally had been spending his entire career trying to prove the existence of and was he successful mm. he's working on it he's still he's probably okay, dead he's by now but he's, he's probably working on it hey no rest for the wicked i guess um did he so this is so his his claim then is my second i my, my second idea right where he thought that they were people who had advanced technology and they could travel the world or did travel the world yeah. this is like I your see. this is like your ancient aliens the manas and nazca lines being like uh runway strips and like that kind of thing like yeah this is that there was a, a hyper hyper powerful global civilization in the past that has been wiped out because of asteroids or whatever <laughs> or just cause yeah yeah and and just coincidentally all of their evidence of how hyper civilization just conveniently disappeared we have i mean we have we have runway strips with the Nazca lines, but we have no airports or airplanes, but it's got to be an airport. If you think about it, it's got to be advanced mm-hmm. flying ships. What, what else could be a straight line? Nothing that I can think of. The other claim is by a guy named George Williamson, who decided that the Markawasi st- st- structures are not a sign of an ancient civilization, but are created by extraterrestrials and giants mm. from previous like giants oh. from the past. And so hold oh, those are two different things. There are aliens and also giants. Well, you if, if you know from your if you know if you've done your ancient aliens homework, you'll know that the people who claim that they're giants, that the giants are human alien hybrids. Oh, that's right. We've done an episode about that before. Yeah, our episode with Trey the Explainer. Yes. So these are aliens and half aliens who made these. Yeah. They made them? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's the two that's the two genders of ancient aliens. It's either aliens did it or a hyper advanced civilization in the deep past that conveniently there's no evidence of did it and then and then you sort of get like the overlap of the venn diagram where how did the how did the ancient people get that advanced uh, advanced technology to travel the globe 
Uh, aliens gave it to them. Of Thank course. you for asking. Yeah. Clever, clever, those aliens. So, mm. uh, so that's the, th- th- that's the two main things. So their claim is that these different stone figures depict people or animals from different races and different types of species that are from completely different continents. Mm-hmm. Some of the times they point out that they have some clever design where they can only be seen from particular angles or under certain oh. lighting conditions. All right. And go back into indigenous Andean beliefs that there were people called the Wakas who could take physical form of rocks. So basically like rock people. Oh. And that some of these uh, these these Markawasi statues are like simulacra of that legend. Cool. I mean, how much of that is true? Is that true? Or is uh, that, that I don't speculating? Unfortunately, there's not a ton of English about indigenous Andean beliefs, but it's a thing that could be true. Like the idea of stone people would not surprise me. Yeah. And yeah. that there's also evidence of building complexes and structures on the plateau. But one of the funniest ones is that when I did find there was like this YouTube video called Mystery Archives, which is such oh. a wild ride of a YouTube channel. That's um, a good name. That sounds like the name of a show that they would have on History Channel. And it, and it, it, it watches like one, too. Uh, oh. One of the claims that they said is that one of the statues looks like a stegosaurus, which adds another level. There's dinosaurs, oh. um, dinosaurs, despite the fact that the, you know, the stegosaurus has been dead since the end of the Jurassic period. Which is, di- that's a different pep time in history then. It's huh. true, yeah. It's not even like Cretaceous. Like if it was a T-Rex or like one of those other dinosaurs that were some of the last to be to go out, that's one thing. You're still losing like 60 some million years of time, but you're talking about the Jurassic, which is even before that. It's wild. Are we going, we have to talk about dinosaurs sometime on this show, right? Because one of the, one of the, one of the episodes does talk about, at least one of the episodes of Ancient Aliens does talk about how the dinosaurs were wiped out by aliens. And so we need to address oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. at I, some point. I, I, you'll get to that. We'll, we'll definitely have to do an episode on that because also I know that there's a whole thing with, um, uh, there are fundamentalist Christians who go on hiking expeditions into the f- like uncharted parts of the world to find hidden dinosaurs. And there's a whole thing about like among young earth creationists of mm. dinosaurs being cryptids. Okay, see, I thought that the belief was that God put dinosaur bones on the planet to test our faith. Okay, well, that's like. that's one of the two genders of young earth creationism. There's the one okay. that they are their tests of our faith, but two is that the dinosaurs were wiped out in Noah's flood, and that before then in the Garden of Eden there were dinosaurs. And so if you go to like the creation museum in America somewhere, you can actually see like statues or or like animatronic Adams and Eves next to like velociraptors oh. that don't eat meat because in the Garden of Eden nothing ate meat, I guess. Nothing ate meat. So wait, wasn't there a there was a snake there though? Yeah, I, quite famously. Oh well, we, we can't get into it. It's a whole. That's a whole different episode. It's a whole thing. So since these two claims about the site came out, uh, starting in the 1950s, it's become a popular site for mystics and new age enthusiasts. Because of course, every part of Peruvian indigenous culture, it seems, has to become part of new age uh, mystical stuff. Fantastic. We love that. And to this date, many visitors who go there claim that they've seen spiritual or supernatural events. They claim they've had out of body experiences, or they've seen ghosts, or you. UFOs. Oh. Uh, some say they heard a humming sound or got headaches. But then they turned around and it was just their friend humming. 
<laughs> really loudly. For real. Um, one of them claims that there that these headaches and 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 things correspond to image uh, to an injury found on a mummy that was uh, excavated there in the past. A mummy, mm-hmm. you say? Yeah. Was it a, was it like a sexy mummy, like from the Mummy franchise? I uh, I you can take a look. I know that um, Peruvian mummies do have quite a cool look to them. Okay. Let me look. Does this mummy have a name or do I just search Peruvian mummy? Just look up Peruvian mummies. They're pretty intense. Bum, bum, bum. Google images. Oh, okay. So the thing is, oh. about, the thing is, is that. Yeah. So the thing yeah. about these is that they're terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Peru, ha- Peru, uh, parts of Peru anyway, are um, very dry. That is one of the big things about them because Peru is both very mountainous where uh-huh. mountain air known for being very dry. Um, and two, uh, also has parts of the Atacama Desert, which is like the driest desert on the planet. Uh-huh. So um, these to just to paint you listeners a word picture of what I Googled. They look if you've if you've ever played the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, they look like those slow walking, creepy zombie creatures that latch on to you sometimes. Is that unfair to say? I've never played Ocarina of Time, so I don't know. All right. I don't even know what they're called. I just always called them zombies. Either way, they're terrifying, but they are uh, a cool part of uh, Andean culture in their long history is that they made mummies. Oh, they're called re-deads, apparently. Re-deads? Re-deads. In, Re-dead in, uh... redemptions. Um, okay. <laughs> no, they're cool, though. They're just, you know, look out. According to one very 1995 looking website that was apparently published in 2005, Markawasi is an energy filled sacred place that induces and enhances physical, paranormal, mind altering, preternatural and consciousness bending experiences. Oh, you hit all the buzzwords in there. Yeah. It's a laboratory for heightened sensory perception and perfect for shamanistic gatherings and ritual invocations. That SEO just keeps going. Yeah. It's a special mystical, spiritual and mind altering place that raises many issues concerning lost civilizations, past history of humanity, varying states of consciousness, and the nature of reality. And apparently oh. have healing powers too. And is a spot for UFOs. It's everything. It has every paranormal thing you it. could want. It's what is that, Markawasi? Yes. Everything. It's it sure is there. <laughs> Whatever you're looking for, we got it. We got it here, folks. So that is Markawasi. Now, as you scroll down in the notes, you will see one of the drop dead, uh, you know, completely, uh, completely yes. non-explainable uh, human face statues. Okay. So uh, I'm looking at this. And if I can paint, if I can paint you all a word picture. Imagine as a rock. <laughs> imagine a rock. Period. And that's the... <laughs> end of that there is there does on the very um sort of right side of it it does look like a face profile which i guess sort of goes into what they were saying about like you can only view it from certain angles but we've talked about this before haven't we we, we there was a an underground pyramid where it's like it looks like a pyramid from one angle and then from another angle it just looks like a hill yeah also a lot of that stuff that i heard like it's like you can see it from certain lights and certain angles makes me think about like makes me think that that was uh raised when they took somebody there and they're like that looks nothing like a face and they're like yeah but if you looked at it from like this angle and the sun was just like this then it looks yeah. like a face and it was during this time of year where the sun and the shadows would hit it this specific way yeah it only it looks more like a snake than a human head to me if anything but i know i'm just like projecting and i'm trying to see something in this it mm-hmm. just sort of looks like a big rock yeah it's it's, it's... So, like, the fact is that it's hyped up so much and it's become such, like, a huge case. Why don't, like, we just go on a little Google image journey of Marco Wasi stone figures? Because there's not a ton 
of them, but that's the biggest one. But like every single one I find, like they're like, this is a camel and it's like some rocks. And then like, this is a stegosaurus mm. and it's like, that's some rocks. It's like, I see it's, it's fairly unconvincing to be quite honest, um, which is wild because it has such a huge myth about it. And it is like a driving uh, force of like tourism. Yes. So it's yeah. it's wild that like I'm something just so wholly see, I'm unconvincing s- is is such a big deal. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this same rock from the exact same one angle, mm-hmm. which makes me feel like there's no other angle that they could have shot it on to make it look like something. There you go. Now you got your skeptic sense tingling. I'm I'm getting there. There is one I think that looks sort of like a human skull, or actually, it looks like Darth Vader. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it looks like Darth Vader's helmet. Darth Darth Vader went back in time. Darth Vader, hey, he didn't have to go back in time. Star Wars happened a long time ago. That's true. That's true. And he is technically an alien, if you think about it. Um, so There's also some claims that like some of these statues are the Sphinx. They look like a Sphinx. Or they look like Tahueret, the uh, the hippo the hippo pregnancy goddess of ancient Egypt. And it's like the but like anytime I see it, like like the um the the mystery archive of video is like, and here is a depiction of the the hippo pregnancy goddess in Egypt, and it just looks like a rock face. And I'm like, like yeah, okay. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, here. it's wild. So let me tell you about Marco Wasi. Marco Wasi is a plateau in the Andes Mountains. It's just a it's just a bit east of Lima in Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at a dizzying height of 12,500 feet above sea level or 3,800 meters and is about four square kilometers in size or one and a half square miles. It's known for having a lot of these interesting granite rock formations that might look like human faces or animals or in previous times people have seen religious symbols or things like that. Famous Sith Lords. Yeah. yeah. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. The plateau has its origins in likely volcanic activity. It's lava stone in uh, for a lot of places. Ah. And then over apparently like 10,000 some years, wind erosion has weathered away these stones into the weird shapes that there are. So basically the reason why there's all these strange rock things that look like statues that just like stick out mm. of the ground is because of wind erosion over time. Gotcha. And at the site, there are also some small pre-Columbian structures. There are some tombs of some old people that are there, but they, when studied, seem to have been robbed and vandalized sometime in the past. Oh no, that hardly ever happens. So much like, like that's the reason why like uh, when King Tutankhamun was discovered in Egypt, it was such a big deal because he wasn't like that big a deal as like a pharaoh, but his tomb was one of the few tombs that had not been raided basically already. Did you see, we got an email from a fan who sent us a Tutankhamun joke. Did you see that? No. Now feels like a good time to talk about it, uh, to bring it up. I just want to pull up the fan's name if I can. I'm going to find it. You keep doing your thing. I'll pretend I'm paying attention. Okay. So there are actually a lot of theories about the origin of the rock formations that are uh, a lot of bunk, but most archaeologists seem pretty convinced that they're not man-made structures and that they are natural rock formations, which is what they most look like. There's no evidence of there being the sort of uh, large settlement in the region that would be required to do such huge, you know, sculpting projects. And there's no inscriptions 
from the plateau or any other petroglyphs that uh, that really symbolize. Like the thing is that you, there's no context. There's just these these stone statues. There's no other bits that sh- would show things like evidence of construction, evidence of tool use, evidence of s- people living there while building all of these things. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I did find the email. This is from David. Thank you, David. And the email subject line says, what did Akhenaten say when he and his son farted at the same time? He turned to his son and said, we tootin common. Well done. Thank you, David. Yeah. Send um, us your worst joke. Send us your worst. Yeah, please. At props.aliens at gmail.com. Please. We need it. Um, yeah. So the thing, though, is that Marco Wasi is apparently a really nice site to go to as like a way to get out of Lima if you're like on vacation in Peru and you want to do some stuff in the country. So you can go there. It's now a site for hiking, for camping, horseback riding, and even mountain biking, which sounds like all like fun activities to do out there. And apparently- fun you can even rent donkeys to go riding in the area from the local area of san pedro de casta all right so um so it does seem like a fun place to go maybe not to see vortices or or heal your wounds but if you want to ride some donkeys or if you want to go hiking or camping seems like it's a cool place to go but yeah all of it is basically this is just another case of the classic thing looks like a thing that we have covered on this show many many times already yes and the thing is that there are a lot of cases where we have seen stone and rock formations that look like faces or objects. So I found a few things that also look like things that I felt had a stronger case. Okay, hit me with it. The first one being an Alberta-based one near Medicine Hat called the Badlands Guardian, which looks like the head of a Native American person wearing a headdress, but also who seems to have earphones in. Yeah, it's it's like those old Apple commercials with the white headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dangle down. That's what it looks like. He's this this dude's listening to some tunes. Yeah. So this was discovered through Google Earth in 2005 by a guy named uh by a person named Lynn Hickox. 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 Uh, and the the headphones are actually an oil well that was drilled there in the early 2000s. Uh, and that it will probably uh apparently that will all be gone once the well actually dries up. Um, the head is. Huh. just a drainage feature which is the erosion of soft clay rich soil by the action of wind and water so it's totally coincidental yeah it's completely it natural uh it's it's just erosion it's ages it's probably only like hundreds of years old and it uh it got a nickname as the the badlands guardian it's a interesting it became like an internet meme in like 2005 uh one of mm. it was one of the top google earth finds by time it was listed as seventh in the top 10 google earth finds by uh time magazine what are the other ones Ooh, that's a good question i gotta know i'll look that up later this is okay. cool this definitely looks more like a person than the rock at marco wasi yeah the other one too that we can talk about is Sidonia. and here we go um let's get some uh what's that band called what's the what's the band that does the the the, the knights of Sidonia? you're asking the wrong person muse maybe either way uh Sidonia is a region on mars that uh that some planetologists believe uh might have been the place where an ocean bed used to be and that there might have been a coast there so you know interesting place that studied a lot because mars might have had liquid oceans there mm. but what i think most people would know and has and, and you know gives us some some marco wasi vibes is that 
1976, when the Viking 1 orbiter took pictures of the surface of Mars, they found this interesting, they took this interesting photo, which, with the way that the light worked and the resolution of the photo, looked like a face and became the famous face on Mars. It does look like a face. 100%. Now, we talked about this before, and I mistook this because in a previous episode where we talked about this, I thought you were referencing the smiley face on Mars, which I think is a different thing that is real. Whereas, I mean, this is real. It's a real thing. But as you're about to say, there's a uh, it doesn't look like a face all the time. No, it really was an optical illusion caused by the fact that the Viking one orbiter took very low resolution pictures. And once we got pictures from the global surveyor or the reconnaissance orbiter or the Mars express probe, we saw some more high definition photos that showed that it really was just a trick of light mixed with low resolution. But that didn't stop a lot of UFO cranks, including as we talked about Graham Hancock a few weeks back from writing that this is signs that there was a civilization on the face of Mars that might have escaped to earth when whatever cataclysm on that destroyed Mars's biosphere uh, took place. And they built a singular face and nothing else. Well, there's some claims that they also built pyramids because there's some mountains on Mars. Oh, no. (laughs) That could never naturally happen. The face on Mars, though, is a big one to talk about because... A lot of skeptic groups use it as an example of uh, credulity, including uh, Carl Sagan, who talked about a lot of speculation around it in his book, The Demon Haunted World. Carl Sagan might be like the godfather of this podcast. Yes. The Demon Haunted World is basically a uh, book about pseudoscience and criticizing pseudoscience, uh, but written from like the very compassionate and kind words of Carl Sagan himself. But the face on Mars was often a talking point for skeptics to talk about how things could look like things but not actually be that and then once the higher none of them talk do none of them talk about the smiley face on mars not really not that i've heard of anyway okay that one is that's a different thing it's weird that there's two of them maybe they're onto something tristan maybe there's faces everywhere on mars when i think about the smiley face on mars i just think of watchmen yes and watchmen but it was but watchmen did it because it was real okay it is real it's a it's it's called gal get gale gale uh it's just a crater that's on mars that looks like a smiley face um from lots of different photos it's not just a it's not necessarily like this one where it's it with different lighting it doesn't look the same it just sort of always looks like a smiley face uh and it's cute and i like it well here's the thing about the face on mars that we're talking about here is that Uh the reason why this is not going to come up on ancient aliens is because it got debunked before ancient aliens started uh airing but i will tell you as somebody who was plugged into the exact same people who then started talking, like basically the people who are the source base for ancient aliens, they were talking about this all the time, right up until it got debunked. And that kind of shows exactly where the sort of uh, the, the sort of problem lies in a lot of yeah. the, the claims here. 100%. The, so the next piece we got into is one that's called the Old Man of Hoy which is a 449-foot sea stack in Hoi, which is part of the Orkney Islands, which is a sort of uh, collection, an archipelago of islands north of Scotland. What is a sea stack? It is a uh, stack. uh, It is a where it's a thing of stones where erosion, like sea erosion, has basically created like a pillar of rock. Okay, yeah. And so people think this is a man-made thing, a human-made thing? No, people, like this is another case of a 
thing that looks like a person, but we know that it's not because erosion does that. It it's, just does it. Yeah. And so the old man of Hoy is, uh, it's an old sandstone. It's an old, it's made of old sandstone. It's one of the tallest thing of the, of its kind in the UK. Uh, a lot of climbers start climbing it, uh, starting in 1966. It's probably less than 250 years old and it might be in danger of collapsing one day because it's very unstable or it's, I was it, going to say, it's, why would you climb it? It's just, it's going to fall over. Yeah. Uh, climbing. It's actually a, a, a common activity with, I found apparently like rock climbers go to it regularly as like a really, like it's a big site for rock climbers. There's like seven different sense. routes. It up it. Rock. Yeah. So uh, rock climbers seem to really like it. There's a Tristan. There's only one thing that rock climbers like, and it's it is rocks. climbing those rocks. Yeah. That's all they like. So if you show them a big, tall rock, they're going to want to climb it. Yeah. It's such a popular rock for rock climbers that on the top of it, buried under a cairn of stones, is a log book. So it's like a geocache where you can climb to the top and write your name in to say that you did the climb. Oh, cool. I mean, still sounds dangerous. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, not my favorite activity. It's also used for the equally safe highline walking or base jumping. So one of the common stories I always see is that somebody like put a line between the uh, the old the 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 hoy man, the old man of hoy, and the the mainland there and then tightrope walks across it. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's a big enormous gap between this old man and it's supposed to look like an old man. I guess it sort of does uh, from a specific angle. Yeah, and why not? It also is a site for base jumping, which is that extremely normal thing where people turn themselves into flying squirrels. They're going to base jump off of Robert De Niro. That's what this old man looks like to me. <laughs> Um, the next one on our tour is actually one that I think I'm trying to remember. I think I've actually seen in person, which is interesting because it no longer exists. Oh, because of you or different reasons? Natural reasons. Okay. Reasons that are kind of why it exists in the first place. So uh, when I say the old man in the mountain, everybody in this, everyone listening to this podcast who's from New Hampshire automatically knows who I'm talking about because it is one of the iconic New Hampshire things to the point where I think it's on license plates at some point in some places. Why is it, Why are they all old men? Well, there's two of them. I guess no one f- said the face on Mars was an old man. I guess a face made of craggy rock is always going to resemble uh, an old yeah. person looks wrinkly yeah. so the old man of the mountains a rock formation near cannon mountain in franconia new hampshire and it used to look like a human face it was uh 370 meters or 1200 feet above profile lake and it was about 12 meters or 40 feet tall was that on purpose profile lake maybe it could be that in this this the this rock looks like a person's profile, yeah. like an old man's profile. Could be. That's funny. Uh, the first written mention of it comes from 1805, and it became a landmark and has since turned into a cultural icon of New Hampshire until May 3rd of 2003, where it collapsed. Oh, no. And people were apparently really sad about that uh, to the point where they were actually considering replacing it with a replica, but they eventually just replaced it with like a sort of memorial site. Mm. But apparently it collapsed due to like, you know, natural erosion related things the kind of erosion that made it in the first place mm-hmm. there's even some stories of it within Abenaki legends of the local indigenous people and apparently the old man uh, was also the old man of the mountain was also a symbol to the Mohawk people who lived in the region so there's even indigenous stories oh, wow. about this uh, this formation this old man this old feller yeah it was probably formed something like 12,000 years ago and then collapsed in 2003 and I'm like oh I actually got to see it brag 
about it. I'll never get to see it. Well, there's a picture. At least there's that. Oh, there is a picture. But yeah, now there is a, uh, so, but there was a lot of different attempts to make a, uh, a replica of it. Some included a walk-in profile that would be made of like plexiglass or even making a copper, copper replica. But instead they decided in September of 2020 to make a memorial to the old man in the mountain. And it's, it's, it's it's still to this day considered like one of the iconic things about New Hampshire to the point where it's been on their uh, it's been on license plates and other such things. Mm. Now this the photo that you have in Notion is pretty low res, so I'm uh, with the power of AI, I am uh, going to enhance enhance this resolution to see what it may have looked like if someone took this photo on a modern day smartphone. Um, Oh yeah, it just sort of looks like a rock, huh? Like a face rock. That's neat. So cool. what's what's going on with all these things? Like, why do we keep finding faces in rocks? I don't know. <laughs> you didn't even mention the the most famous one in the states. There's another one called the Old Man in the Chair. It looks just like Abraham Lincoln. Is that the one that's in downtown Washington D.C.? You've heard of it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's also this one where there's this one that looks like uh, four presidents somewhere in uh, in Wyoming. Yeah, that one is weird. The, the scientists are still baffled by that one. How did that naturally form? Wait, I just got to make sure that it's uh, I've been to Mount Rushmore like twice and I don't remember if it's I'm pretty it's in, sure it's in it's in North Dakota, North Dakota. OK, sorry. For some reason, I what thought did you Wyoming. Say? Oh, you said Wyoming. There's no, something else in, in Wyoming Dakota, that is there. Uh, is that where Devil's Tower is? Boy, I couldn't tell you. Yes, that's. I've been to Devil's Tower also twice, and it's in Wyoming. And every time I've gone to Devil's Tower, I think I also did Mount Rushmore because they're kind of in the same area. So I'm not getting a good uh, AI-generated uh, view of this mountain. I'll never. It'll never work for me. It's lost to time. So the the likely best explanation as to why we keep seeing these things is because of a phenomenon that happens in our brains, which is called pareidolia. Yay, I'm we're sure, back. We've yeah. talked about this before a little bit. Yeah. So pareidolia is this weird tendency humans have to see patterns in things that aren't really there. Uh, typically seeing uh, visual things like images and things. The most common one you'd probably think of is seeing animals in cloud formations and stuff like that or constellations, mm-hmm. uh, seeing patterns in those kinds of things. It also fills in things like you probably remember during like the satanic panic, the hidden messages in backwards recorded music or uh, hearing uh, like what are called EVPs in the ghost spheres, which is where they mm. record static or they record a quiet room. Then they crank the gain up and then they try to hear voices in the static. Um, <laughs> They'll just hear like a <sighs> and I'll be like, did you hear it? It said my bones are buried in the, under the well. Oh, I thought it said, can we order Postmates? I'm hungry. You don't have Postmates here, I don't think. I don't know why I said Postmates. I haven't used Postmates since like 2016. I don't know why that came to mind. I don't know. Uh, so, but so pareidolia shows up around. It comes from the term para, which means instead of, and eidolon, eidolon, which means image or form. Pareidolia is frequent amongst people who have, it, everybody experiences it, but it happens especially frequently with people who have Parkinson's disease or Lewy body dementia. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it also very often is invoked by face-like objects. And it seems to be baked into our biology because we've even, show, we've done studies with babies that start to show that they recognize face-like things that aren't faces early on. So it's definitely part in like the way that we work because we're social animals. And one of the things yeah. we need as social animals is to be able to identify who a person is by seeing their face and get their um 
get their sort of state of mind, like whether or not like they're the real, like we need to find out who this person is, recognize them Mm -hmm. from a crowd and also gauge people's emotional states with just our eyes. And so we're very clued into doing that. Yeah. I'm sure it's also a, I mean, I could be wrong, but it seems like it's also useful as like a survival thing for like, because even though animals don't have necessarily human faces, like just being able to identify here's eyes, nose and mouth. This is a living thing that could harm me. Uh, if it's not human, mm-hmm. you know, could be a thing as yeah. well. And uh, what we what we call what these rock formations that appear to have faces or shapes in them is called they're called mimoliths. Mimoliths. Oh, that's fun. That's a new term for me. Yeah, they're rock formations that have recognizable forms, usually done through formation, weathering, or erosion, because then they get interesting shapes. Oftentimes, things that are called chert nodules or concretions or pebbles may be mistakenly identified as skeletons or other antiquities of organic origin by amateur enthusiasts. So people are finding rocks and being like, I bet this was someone was buried here. This looks like a bone or a skull or something like that. This is get bones on the phone from that show bones give them a bone call you're calling me on the bone line something about bones oh my goodness um the there's also famous cases of pareidolia happening like in 1877 when some of the early telescope uh observations of mars saw what they saw as straight lines and interpreted that as canals and that sort of began the idea that mars was inhabited and had Uh, people on it boy i feel like we've seen this before where people find lines and they're like i don't know must be something Mm -hmm. something's up some famous renaissance painters actually used pareidolia in their paintings to have images in the images basically yeah and there are some cases like in turkey from the 13th century some actual structures that show uh that have like um carvings that if you use shadows can look like human faces oh that's cool too mm-hmm. a little what is there a term for that like shadowology i don't know who knows somebody probably knows and for all of you uh all of you christian heads out there you might also remember that there are cases of pareidolia happening where people see religious figures in interesting phenomenon like toast <laughs> that is true jesus's face has shown up in a lot of things that yes. only vaguely look like faces because of the phenomenon of pareidolia and apparently uh doctors will use uh doctors will apparently use pareidolia and these sort of patterns to help people recognize anatomy when they're teaching people how to study radiology images huh and we can also find it happens in computer vision so the way that we're designing facial recognition and stuff like that is having a sort of uh pareidolia phenomenon mm, training computers to recognize faces yeah that seems not problematic and oftentimes pareidolia shows up in old photography or all sorts of stuff that really is linked to uh ghost Uh sightings to Uh uh to like you know all sorts of like cryptid sightings all of those uh can probably trace their origins to pareidolia and uh like you know early photography and stuff like that can i the do you know the very first thing that came to my mind when you started talking about that do you, do you know what it is? No, do you, have I, you seem excited, so let's go with it. The grassy knoll. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh boy. Yeah, I am I'm I'm making a video debunking the uh the JFK conspiracy theories in November mm. and I am looking forward to my emails after that one. <laughs> Another thing that this could that this also contributes to this is something called apophenia, which is the tendency to make meaningful connections out of unrelated oh. things. Again, video essays. Basically, pareidolia is a form of apophenia. The term was coined by Klaus Conrad in a 1958 book about the beginning of schizophrenia because very often um, psychiatric dysfunctions, especially paranoid schizophrenia, is essentially where this this part of your brain goes into overdrive. Mm-hmm. One symptom of paranoid schizophrenia is you your brain goes into overdrive and you start building these connections between things that have no connections. It's why it's why um, very unfortunate for people who have paranoid schizophrenia. It makes their life very terrifying. Oh, I'm sure it's a typical thing that is at the core of many conspiracy theories, where people try to weave different coincidences together to make a plot and. Pareidolia is basically just a type of apophenia um, where people see it in images or sounds. That's just random mm. stimuli, like, you know, rocks in Marco Asi, for example. It's the same kind of uh, brain heuristic that results in gamblers thinking that they've seen patterns in things like slot machines or lotteries mm. or even like, like roulette wheels. Yeah. Look, man, I'm due. You know, I've lost so many times I'm due. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. I am so close. And I got this, I got four in a row. Next one's going to be five in a row. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I haven't been, ga- I, I've gambled once and then I, w- I won like a hundred dollars and I, and I called it quits. I was like, I'm never gambling again. I'm on, I'm up. I beat the house. I'm out of here, baby. Do you want my pro strat? My pro strat. Yeah, this but- is my pro Vegas strat. So mm-hmm. if you are gambling for long periods of time in Vegas, they will start giving you free drinks. So here's what you do. Go to right. video poker. Put right. in. I can do that. Put in like next to no money and sit there and just keep playing the video poker with the absolute least amount of money that you possibly can. Maybe do one round like every like maybe minute or two. And if you just stay there long enough and look like you're playing, eventually people come by being like, hey, want some free alcohol? And you're like, yeah, I do. And then you sit there and drink free alcohol while- Yeah, uh, I bet you'll be better at this game if we if we get you liquored up a little bit. Exactly. Uh, so really, if you go to Vegas and you want to just hang out with your friends and get free alcohol, just sit at the video poker table, play like around like maybe every minute or so, and mm-hmm. drinks will start happening. And then drink, get smashed. Yeah. Which is the true, the true fun of of uh, going to Vegas. Okay. In statistics, apophenia is considered what's called a type one error or a false positive. And uh, it's caused because our brains have cognitive processes where we're always trying to find patterns in seemingly random data. It's basically how we think and how we develop theories. The problem yeah. is that we are so good at it that uh, we oftentimes will attribute it to nothing. And it's not a flaw in our human condition, our human cognition, but it's something that is uh, born out of need. Basically, we are pattern yeah. recognizing creatures and apophenia is sort of a interesting byproduct of it. And so really, as long as we are going to be humans, we are always going to be seeing people's faces in toast or Mm -hmm. we're going to be seeing faces on mountains. Or in this case, we're going to be seeing a camel on a windswept rock statue. Yeah. And I made a joke about like video essays being epiphenia of just like connecting random things together. Um, and finding connections between unrelated things. But like, also like that is sort of what art is in a weird way. And you mentioned, you know, Renaissance 
uh, painters using pareidolia in their artworks and things. And like, that feels like what art is to me. It's taking these things and, and connecting them together in new and interesting ways. Um, especially, I made, a, I made a whole video uh, a couple years ago about collage art in comic books. And that that is like literally what collage art is, is taking all these different materials and media and putting them together in a new way, uh, even though they're disjointed and, and sort of making art out of it. And so like, yeah, even though I, I, I'm right there with you, I don't think it's a flaw in, in human cognitive behavior. It's a part of what makes human cool mm-hmm. even if sometimes we do we look at a rock and say it must be that aliens made it or people were inspired by aliens or a highly advanced society made it because they were could travel the globe yeah or whatever even though we come to what some would consider false conclusions it's still sort of a cool thing about our brains that we're able to do that sort of stuff it's kind of endearing about the species that we see faces on mars or uh animals in clouds or or whatnot so uh yeah i would and take it away. It also means that as long as we're going to be humans, we're probably going to be seeing it. But uh, you know where you can see a lot of the rock formations that we talked about today? I will be sure to actually tweet them out this time, I promise. And uh, that Twitter account is ProbsNotAliens on uh, on Twitter. Go check it out. I've been trying to put some artwork in the mp3 file, but I don't think our um, podcast upload client allows for that sort of thing. So even though it's baked into the mp3 file, I don't think it's actually sending out to anybody that I'm putting no. chapters and artwork and stuff. I've been trying everyone. I don't know what, what the deal is, um, but we'll tweet out some stuff. I promise there's some cool stuff. I right click saved as to everything. And, you know, if I can go ahead, I'm just going to promote myself right now yep. and say, go. I mentioned a video about collage art and comic books. I made that a couple of years ago. It's about Jack Kirby, the comic book artist's collage art that he did for a brief period of time in his career. And I think it's one of the coolest videos I've made. And I make my own collage in it that I think is really good. And it's hanging up behind me. I don't even know if Tristan can see it. It's this little guy right here. That's my collage. It's very art little. My, it's very little, but it's fun. And I like it. Uh, go check out that video. It's very fun. But hey, oh, it's uh, it's on my YouTube channel, Nerd Sync. I don't even think I said it. N e r d s y n c. But um, Tristan, what you got cooking up over at your YouTube channel? Uh, I've got a YouTube channel called Step Back, where I talk about how uh, the past is important for understanding the present. And I got a whole whopper on that one because right now the latest video is on uh, basically marking the 20th anniversary of the beginning of the Iraq War, and features an interview with actual Noam Chomsky, the so- real man. The real person, Noam Chomsky. And so with that as a real thing that actually happened to me, I, I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's a cool, it's cool. Yeah. Stepbackhistory.com. Go check it out, everyone. We have links to that in the description to where you can find Tristan and myself. Um, you can also listen to this podcast on Nebula a week early. That's nebula.tv slash probably not aliens. So if you're listening right now, not on Nebula, and you're thinking, boy, I could use another episode of this podcast. Guess what? There's already another one up for you to listen to right now. Yep. Go check it out. And obviously, the uh, it helps this show out too. It helps us out, helps this show continue, as well as writing reviews and leaving reviews. I got to start pulling more reviews down to thank people specifically and see what everyone's saying. But uh, it's a lot of fun uh, getting those emails every time someone 
Simon writes a review. I really love it. And tell your friends about it. Tell, tell your friends about the show. Dang it. Yeah. Tristan, what's the website you can send people to for the to tell their friends about the show? Uh, you can go to probsonaliens.com. That's the website. It's got links to, I say everything. I got to update it. It's got links to most things related to this show. So uh, go check it out. I guess that's it. Until next time, my name is Scott Nicewander. I'm Tristan Johnson, and the truth is out there. Who's that? That's pareidolia, probably. Oh. So people will be listening to it with the gain really high and hearing, my bones are buried. You must burn (laughs) them. Can we get pizza after this? I haven't eaten in ages. There's two ghosts. One wants to avenge or wants to have their <laughs> their soul buried, and the other one just wants like one food. of them just wants to is so hungry. <laughs> unfinished business is he died with like a really bad case of the munchies. <laughs> yeah, he just wants one legendary snack before they can go to the beyond. One last slice, bud. One last slice. <laughs>